and welcome to the second episode of Down College Ave. I'm Matt Lasser here with Cam Rolston. Uh, we don't have too much to talk about today just because we're playing the Raging Cajuns, and I think we all know at least how things have gone recently, how that's going to go. Um, but we did beat the absolute living shit out of Syracuse, which was nice. Uh, we both thought, I think this was a general consensus that if Schrader played, that it was going to be a closer game. Uh, I guess we were wrong. What, what was your thought? Uh, this team's a hell of a lot better than I thought it was. This is a really good Florida State football team. It's kind of similar to like the 2010 team. It's really, really good team, I think, honestly, that had a really tough stretch of games with Wake Forest, Clemson, NC State. And I think that they've just been able to show how good they actually are when they're not injured. And you clearly saw that in the last two games. I mean, we haven't given up a touchdown in, like, I think it's like 17 days now. I mean, we haven't played, but it's been two weeks since they've given up a touchdown. They yeah. outscored their opponents by, I think, over, um, like, in the last three weeks, almost 100 points or more. I think it was, uh, I think it was 122 to, like, 21 or something like that. So, yeah. So, something around there. Um, yeah, I was. you kind of started mentioning it, but my one of my questions were, how do you think we would do right now if we replayed that gauntlet of – NC State, Clemson, uh, and Wake Forest. I think we would at least be two and one. Maybe still not beat Clemson, but I think we'd have a hell of a lot better of a shot. Well, it kind of depends on the health of the NC State team. So they're still playing MJ Morris or whatever. Then yes, we're clearly going to go. We're going to win that game. Wake Forest is on a sl- on a down slope. But I think that we have a really good chance at home. If you were to replay that fully healthy now in the same order it goes, coming into Doak. Like, I honestly think they probably do end up winning that game, and I think they could be undefeated right now. Yeah, I think it's a stretch, but it's the way this team's currently playing. They're playing like a top 10 team in the country. Oh, easily, easily. And we're finally ranked above UCF, so fuck UCF. They can stop saying uh, they're the best team in Florida, finally. Only Only one spot above them, but... You'll have to prove that one in a bowl game, potentially. But I'm not really... I'm not really high on having UCF on my radar for a bowl game. I'd rather play a good Big 12 team, but they uh I mean they were we were projected to play them at one point, but I don't think we are anymore. It was uh they're the, they're the number one group of five team right now. So they're gonna get if, it, if things stay the same way it's going, they're gonna get the automatic bid to a New Year's six bowl. So we won't play them because more than likely we're not getting a New Year's six bowl. Now not saying it's impossible, but it's like about a one percent chance. Currently, I mean, both both North Carolina and Clemson would have to lose out, and they're playing each other, so that's impossible. <laughs> yeah, that UNC team, Drake May should win the Heisman. I'm going to start the Drake May Heisman campaign on this podcast. Yeah, I've, been on too. I've been on it too. I actually, the new website I'm starting to work for, uh, Cooper Sports. I wrote an article on that last week of like we should be talking about Drake May, but I think Drake May is a lot like CJ Stroud, where he got to New York last year and now is looking like he's going to win it. So Drake May will get to New York this year and then win it next year. I want this podcast to officially state that Drake May should win Heisman. I know I just said that, but Drake I, I, May should win Heisman. The numbers are just not even close. He has like almost 500 more passing yards than CJ Stroud. And CJ Stroud's playing with the best wide receiver group in the entire country, if not one of the greatest. Like they have the best wide receiver room year in and year out. Those They produce top tier talent in that position group. So giving a guy credit for that is kind of a little off base but i mean you're speaking about top position groups in the country how about our running back room I mean, oh yeah easily easy three straight acp so- running back of the week offensive line too shout out to big number 53 as they call him in the locker room just recently i heard malicious 
Yeah, I like that. Uh, ACC offensive lineman of the week. You love to see the improvement on the offensive line. Definitely shows how good of a coach Atkins and how good of a job he's been doing. Yeah, and he was just nominated, or he's a finalist for the Broyles Award. Uh, I got a couple awards, semifinalists and finalists on the team as well. I mean, just just to show the improvement. I mean, last year the offensive line was probably the weakest link. I think we said this a little bit last week, and it was just so so clear how much this offensive line and this unit has improved mainly just through consistency, and now they're just able to beat the hell out of everybody. I mean, they weren't going against much against Syracuse. It was pretty much their backup defensive line, but still. They're not going up against a ton either. I mean, Zion Hill Green for uh, Louisiana is one of the top sack. Um, he has one of the top sack totals in the Sun Belt Conference, but he's also playing in the Sun Belt Conference where the best team was App State at one point. And Marshall, I don't even know who the best team is now. Yeah, there, Carolina but... still only has one loss. And they don't yeah, have they're not that I mean, sure, but I don't really count that team. I mean, and then um just some more stats from the game this past week. So the first uh player since 1949 in Florida State history to have a receiving touchdown, rushing touchdown, and a passing touchdown in one game is Jordan Travis. Um gotta say, the more he performs, the more scared I'm I'm scared he's going to leave, but I still don't think that. I think he is no shot being an NFL quarterback, but I guess maybe Lamar Jackson style is starting to become big in the NFL. Just I don't think Jordan Travis can make it that far. I think Rising Spear needs bigger and bigger donations, the better every single week at this point to get him to be able to stay. Uh, I mean, Johnny Wilson just signed yeah, I saw a, a deal with Rising Spear uh, yesterday. Today's Thursday, 17th. So that is a good hope he'll stay so the receiver room stays pretty consistent next year the only for sure player leaving is pokey wilson but i mean you'll never know jordan's uh it's interesting we'll see how it goes where's it what year's Pittman? Pittman, i believe is a redshirt junior or sophomore he's yeah. he doesn't have to leave and he, he's not going to get enough draft attention to go i mean he has a family ties but he'll oh see so let's point out pat payton I think Pat Payton's the next top 10 DN gets drafted out of here after verse leaves because that kid is insanely talented. I mean, you just see the growth in him this year. And just because of the fact that we've had so many injuries on defense, players like Pat Payton have gotten the chance to step up and Josh Farmer too. Those those two, oh, two great defensive linemen that Norvell and Fuller are really high on and I think are going to be great too. I mean, and Norvell has really – I mean, he's proven that he can develop or can bring in good D linemen. I mean, what, you had Jermaine Johnson last year. You have Verse and Lovett this year, who one of them is going to go in top 10, probably Verse. And then now you have this guy, Peyton, who we're probably going to see a lot this next week because there's going to be – the starters aren't going to play the whole game. There's no way. Tate no, Rock. Um, I think you'll see a little A.J. Duffy action too because he's got – he's played, what, two games so far this year. He's got two more – his red shirt so we'll see don't forget kelly thomas on that list of guys yeah. that have gone on to the league too yeah we got we've had a lot on defense recently and it's um thanks to norvell i guess i mean but uh other than that so also another player you mentioned uh zion hill green right yeah another player that i saw for the raging cajuns that a little bit to look out for is michael robinson their wide receiver their top wide receiver he has 669 yards and six touchdowns over 39 receptions this year. It's not, I don't think it's leading the Sun Belt, but he's up there. 
Um, I don't think is 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 um receiving touchdowns. They don't have yardage wise. They don't have a player in the top ten in the cycle in any statistic. So I mean, they are good. They're a good defensive team. They're the thirtieth ranked defense on points per game allowed. I think it's just under. um, Yeah, I forgot exactly the total it was, but yeah, they're thirtieth in the FBS and points allowed. So it'll be interesting. And they're trying to make a bowl game. They're five and five. And it'd be nice to come come into here. They got Texas State next week, who's three and seven. So I don't know if bowl game. Yeah, but any school is going to want to say that they beat Florida State to get into a bowl game, especially a Florida State that's ranked number nineteen at home, noon kickoff. Yeah, I see a little slow start from them, but I don't think that Norvell's going to let that one last for a long time. I mean, I haven't seen a have not seen Jordan Travis out this week. I mean, it's still Thursday. There's a chance he goes out tonight, but. I have not seen anything about him buying tables this week yet. Maybe it's because I will keep my eyes and ears open. I know that they get their uh, won't say that one, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm pretty confident that they'll be able to put it together and have another strong game. This offense is just, I mean, insanely good. Especially on the, there's no reason to really throw the ball this week. Even if, like I probably could start Tate and just have as good of an efficient offense, just due to the fact that we've had five straight games with over 200 rushing yards. It's the first time since 95 that Florida State's done that. And, what's so like, and Trey Benson's coming up on the first thousand-yard rusher since Acres, right? I believe so. Yeah, he's 200 and he's got 774, so he's 226 away. And he's got three games to get it in. So we'll see. Ronnie Hill will probably get a good amount of action in the second half yeah. on Saturday. So because he's got two games as well. They want to keep his red shirt, but they can use it this game and potentially the bowl game if needed. Yeah, I mean, I just don't see – we're probably just going to run it down their throat again. I don't see any reason why not. Uh, like, I mean, it's been working, right? Don't If it ain't broke, don't fix it. There's nothing – yeah, there's just not much to talk about because of how good we – I mean, it's it's a good thing. We're so good right now that we have nothing to talk about because there's just no one – yeah, it's that weird give and take. I know, like, watching the games, a lot of Florida State fans are kind of just, like, in the rocking chair by, like, halfway through the second quarter, and it's just like, well, there's nothing to care about because no matter what's going to happen, like, it's just game's already over. It's, I mean, it, I, you get bored with it, but, I mean, everybody would rather have that than be going four and six or whatever it is. I mean, I flipped over to the TCU-Texas game probably about midway through the third quarter, so I probably made it longer than most people. But we had like five TVs, so like we kind of yeah. just had every single game <laughs> on for like all day. I mean, I do want to give a little shout out to Wyatt Rector for that passing touchdown transfer from I think it was Central Michigan is where he went. Wyatt Rector, uh, yeah, he was a quarterback there, and then he came here, played tight ends, been one of the best special teams players. Of course, listen, those are the words of Mike Norvell. He's been one of our special team best special teams players, and he's a captain on the team or special teams captain. Yeah, he came from Western Michigan. Western, yeah. Greedy Vance got his third pick too. That's good to see the DBs are playing a little more aggressive on the ball. Yeah, like because we had a stretch, at least in that in those it was in the gauntlet stretch of the three best teams in the ACC. That I don't think we had a single takeaway in those games. Maybe one. I was gonna say we struggled with taking the ball away. We're still not forcing a ton of fumbles, getting a ton of picks, but it's better to see an increase in those numbers. It'll be interesting to see this week. How many turnovers they can force uh, Louisiana into? And also, uh, just a little 
just a little bit on recruiting. You had texted me, Luke Chromio. How do you pronounce Chroman, Chroman Hoke. He Chroman. is a yeah, he went from a unranked three star and he was th- unranked a three star. We'd offered him in 2021. So we've offered it's been over a year. He committed in March and he's now, according to 24 7, he's a top 10 quarterback and top 100 player. Now, if you, it depends on if you look at 24 7 composite or 24 7. 24-7 straight up has him as the number nine quarterback in the country as a four-star. And apparently he's getting a lot of attention from bigger schools like Georgia and Ohio State. But he's pretty seemed pretty firm on his commitment, talked about his love for Coach Norvell. So interesting to see how that one plays out as we go into next year, which will be huge to have a top 10 quarterback in the class. I mean, I'll Especially, bring up Elf in the room. Travis Hunter was the same way. Yeah, yeah that's true. But Travis Hunter also there's there's why Travis Hunter. My thing with with recruiting is that when it's so early in the process like this, so he's 2024, right? He's not 2023. Yeah, him and and Cam Davis both 2024, so they both have long. They'll have a long way to go, and there's a lot of kids who will flip on signing day and do like it's just I don't really trust it until they actually sign. Just especially because the last big quarterback we got other than AJ Duffy was Sam Howell, and he flipped on signing day. Yeah, listen, there's, I mean, they have way, a long, long way to go in this recruitment. So it's it's just really nice to see um, somebody that Norvell saw the talent in first and it kind of showed up now on the field. This is his first year as a starter. Doing, he's got 23 touchdowns and two picks this year. Jeez. So, Wait, it's pretty good. Starter we had already. Uh... Yeah, I, I think they saw him at camp pretty much where they it's like, yeah, I like this kid. I mean, Interesting to see if the entire room comes back next year for quarterbacks and how we maybe we pick up a portal guy if Travis leaves. See, it's, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't want as much as Tate Rodemaker is like a good quarterback, but he's not someone I'd want starting every week. I think he's a good backup, but he's not. Tate Rodemaker is a really good quarterback, but I do agree with you to a sense. I don't think he's a top top tier starting quarterback in the NCAA. I think he's like serviceable, but obviously. Well, if Travis stays, who says he's not going to transfer to somewhere where he can start? Yeah, that's definitely something that's open on the table. I don't think Duffy would transfer if Travis stays because he'll he's still have, year, yeah, yeah, he'll still have multiple years. But Tate is a little older, so it's a redshirt sophomore, which means it only has one year of eligibility. Yeah, like it. I could see. I mean, I don't know where he would transfer to. Maybe just a smaller school or a group of five, but. I mean, I could see a power five picking him up, but not a big time, like not like a, not like Clemson or anyone like that. No, no, no. He'll go somewhere similar to like a Trouble Purdy did, where he went yeah. to like a Nebraska program. And I mean, Trouble played last week. He got injured during the game, but Trouble Purdy's got screwed over, and that should have stayed. He would have been winning. You know what? Kids make their decisions. I'm not gonna hate them, but yeah, it was the wrong one. But I do like Mark Whipple at OC. I do like Mark Whipple. He would have gone to Pitt if Whipple didn't move over to Nebraska. But should have, would have, could have. But also, uh, rumors coming out around the ACC, rumors coming out that Dabo's camp or Dabo's agent is talking to Auburn about maybe taking that job. I don't know if you've heard anything about that. That's the, this is the first I've heard about that. And, I mean, it just sounds stupid to me to leave to go to Auburn. I, I don't know. I mean, he's built – I understand because it's kind of on the down slope, it seems, at Clemson. But I feel like the two schools probably have a similar donor base. I could be wrong. but I mean, I think 
I think it'd be a Jimbo esque move, basically, right? Like, like you said, it's kind of going on the down. Clemson's on the down slope. When Jimbo left here, Florida State was on the down slope. Goes and the whole program could just go to shit after he leaves. Wouldn't he be more likely to go to Bama? But didn't he go to Bama? Wasn't he like a? Didn't he start at Alabama? Yeah, he played at Bama. He played at Bama. So maybe he's not as likely to go. I don't know. That just seems a little uh, too rivalry ish. That's what I thought too. But you know, he could be trying to negotiate more money out of Clemson right now. I don't know. Yeah, that's but definitely a. Big negotiating move, the big power you can use for a little bigger contract. I mean, I'd always heard rumors that like, oh, maybe when Saban's done, they bring in Dabo and he gets that job, but it's all smoke and mirrors. Doesn't yeah. matter. Um, I mean, you got anything else for football? I don't really have anything. You said I think you said you want to talk about Rodney Hill for a little bit. I don't know if we got there. Yeah, there was nothing really like insane about Rodney Hill. It was just more that we, we'll probably get some action from him and Duffy this week. Nothing big on either point. Probably see a little more CJ Campbell too, as he's getting back into game shape and everything. Just nice to see. So, I mean, I'll transition over to some other sports real quick. Basketball. Sent last time we talked, it was only one game. We were zero one. We looked bad. Well, now it's gotten worse. We're zero and three with losses to UCF and Troy. I mean, I don't have much. I mean, Darren Green's been probably our better player in the last two games. He's been our highest scorer. Uh, we're still not doing great on rebounding a little better than the first game. Turning the ball over way too much. Turnovers has just been a large issue that we faced in the last two games, especially against Troy. I personally did not go to the Troy game. I didn't either. I, I've been busy. I have like three papers due this week, so... <laughs> Not doing, not doing much until the weekend. But I mean, I, I mean, can't. You see any way we beat UF tomorrow? It's a rivalry game, so potentially. I honestly don't know how UF just lost to FAU. So oh, so it's just a shit ball. Yeah, it's not going <laughs> to be a great game. I mean, we beat women's basketball, beat UF by a decent it's margin yesterday. That. that was my next thing I was going to bring up. Women's basketball teams on the rise, looking good. The new head coach. Love to see that. Women's soccer as well. They uh, won 3-0 against Florida Gulf Coast, thanks to LSU. They play LSU 5-30 on Friday, but Lauren Flynn, Leilani Nesbeth, and Caitlin Zippy. Sorry if I pronounced your name wrong, uh, Caitlin, but they all scored goals against Florida Gulf Coast. It was actually tied 0-0 going into half. They came out in the second, scored three, so hopefully we can continue to roll into the tournament and Beat LSU on Friday. Be a nice start. We don't. I mean, this team's dominant. This women's soccer team is just absolutely. I don't even know much about them, but we should at least get to like the final four. At least that's expected. Yeah, they're the best best program on campus right now for sure. I mean, and they just got a new coach this year. Gregorian left, and they brought in the Tennessee head coach. So, well. I mean, that's all I got. You got anything last second things you got to add or want to add? No, not really. Honestly, I mean, there's not a ton to talk about this week. It's, I mean, go Knowles. Other than that, well, we'll be back next week and we'll have a lot more to talk about because we'll be playing UF or to preview UF. Um, they've been on a little bit of a run as of late, but I don't think they've been playing really good teams. Uh, no. Yeah, I mean, that's all I have. See you guys next week. Go Knowles.